Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Good morning. I'm Fazia Costi, and I'm your host. I am an executive function coach here in Arizona, and I work with individuals who have cognitive challenges such as poor memory, uh, organizational skills, poor focus, um, a lot of different issues and challenges that maybe impair somebody's everyday life. Those are the types of things that I can help individuals improve in my coaching, my one-on-one coaching program. We also have a um a wonderful summit coming up next week, next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's called Setting Your Kids Up for Success. On Monday, I will be speaking about how executive function challenges manifest in everyday life and the tips that I will be offering you to help your child succeed throughout the school year. We'll also be having Dr. Sarah Bald on the program on, not this program, but on the kid, uh, Setting Your Kids Up for Success Summit on Monday. She'll be speaking at five o'clock, recognizing common mental health issues and whether or not your child needs therapy. So that that's going to be a wonderful show, hopefully, you'll, or a wonderful summit. Hopefully, you'll be able to make it to that as well. This morning, I have a really wonderful, gracious uh, woman that's decided to come on the show today. Her name is Stacy Lang, and she is actually somebody that I've known for quite some time now. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so Stacy and I've known each other through my coaching program. Stacy has been a participant of my one-on-one coaching program for quite some time now. And Stacy, before we start talking about the coaching and about um, the executive function part, I would really like for you to talk a little bit about you and, and talk about your background, your educational background, and, and just kind of give our audience a clear idea as to who you are. Uh, sure. Yeah. So my name is Stacey Lang, and um, I am a business owner. I'm a CPA, a wife, a mom. Um, I have been an Arizona resident since 1982. Um and um, yeah, so growing up here and, uh, and, and going to school here, um, you know, and, and kind of, uh, yeah, growing up here in the Valley and, and starting my business, uh, I started my business about 13 years ago and um, I do, uh, you know, accounting work for businesses. I, I do have a, a specialty and a focus in um, business owners. Uh, we do tax preparation uh, bookkeeping, payroll, etc. So, um, starting a business, uh, you need a lot of uh, organization. And <laughs> absolutely, where, where did you, just to back up a little bit? Where did you move from? Um, I was actually born in Kansas and lived there for a few years, and uh, came here from uh, Central Pennsylvania. Okay, so you've lived all over the country. Yeah, you know, I was I was actually ten when I moved here, so um, most of my memories are from here and uh, and and from you know my later years in in Pennsylvania. Very nice, very nice. So you moved here, you went to school here, you met your husband here, you um, have your family in. Um, which part of the state do you live in? Which part of the 
Is it Chandler? Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the East Phoenix Valley, uh, which okay. is, I'm, I'm in Tempe. Okay, very nice. So you have a very nice life here in Arizona. What prompted you um, to start your own business? Um, it was, it, you know, probably the typical story you hear from, bus- uh, from business owners who start a business is, um, you know, looking for the flexibility, the freedom um, of kind of running my own show. Uh, you know, I had worked full time in uh, a couple different professions over the years and, and uh, you know, the, the latter being accounting. Um, I actually worked at, uh, I was a, a representative at Charles Schwab Investment Company when um, the, the stock market hit its tumble in the early 2000s, 2001. So um, as part of their layoff package, I actually went back to school to get an accounting degree, which is my, my second degree. My, my first degree is in uh, international affairs, political science, basically. So um, went back to school to get the accounting degree, worked at a couple different accounting uh, you know, businesses, and decided to strike out on my own. I'd always done taxes kind of on the side as a, as a side hustle for folks and uh, decided to focus on that full time and expand into other service offerings. So one of the things you talked about was getting f- more freedom working for yourself. Or, and the other thing you talked about is flexibility. Mm-hmm. Did your job offer you that? Did your new job, your business that you created on your own, offer you the freedom and flexibility you were looking for? Um, it's funny that, you know, when, when people start a business, you know, the, the saying goes something like, um, you know, when you work for yourself, you can work half a day if you want to. You can work from, you know, noon to midnight or from midnight to noon. So uh, it, 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 it does offer flexibility at the same time being a business owner, as, as you know, is, uh, you know, a, a busy thing. It can be... Um, you know, something that takes a lot of time and energy. You're always thinking about it. It's not like a job where you can leave at the office. Um, if you're lucky enough to, to be able to leave your job at the office, you know, you, you, you carry it with you at all times. And I feel like I'm constantly thinking about, you know, my business, my clients, how to improve, um, you know, what needs to be done and, and things like that. But at the same time, you know, it's, it is my, my option and my blessing to be able to do that and to be able to um, to manage my own time and to choose the clients I work with, and um, I have an awesome an awesome group of clients that I that I work with and really enjoy it. So um, so yeah, I would say short answer to your question is: Does it offer more flexibility? Yes and no. <laughs> well, I've heard this saying where an entrepreneur is somebody who will work eighty hours a week in order to avoid working forty for someone else. Yeah. So. You do work a lot when you work for yourself, but yeah. you know the flexibility is 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 really nice, and so is the freedom of being able to do things your own way. Do you feel like your business is set up the way you would want it to be set up? I feel like I feel like it's definitely making great strides in that direction. Um, you know, I feel like especially with us working together, I have. Um, just become more proactive and more strategic in how I um, how I operate my business. Um, you know, back in the back in the day, you know, 13 years ago when I started, is I would basically take anything that came along. Um, you want me to do this? Sure, I'll learn how to do that. You know, and and right. uh, uh, over the years, you know, 
yes, I feel like we're really moving strategically into the into the direction that we want to be and and having the business that you know really uh, makes an impact in my clients' lives and also is you know a blessing to be a part of. So. One of the re- the reason you and I met is because you have executive function challenges and and did you have these executive function challenges as a child? Um, yeah, I I think if you ask my parents and <laughs> see and explain what executive functioning means, they'd be like, oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, growing up and and you know moving from, you know, central Pennsylvania to, you know, the big city of of Phoenix, you know, in the middle of, you know, my fifth grade year, that was challenging. Um, You know, so there was that piece of it. And then, you know, everything was different. Trying to kind of keep mentally organized and keep on top of assignments and, you know, just... I don't know, be responsive in the classroom and, and whatnot was, was a real struggle. And, and, you know, they always used to say, and I actually say the same thing about my own son is everything I turned in, I did really well at. And the, and the, and the key is everything I turned in. <laughs> so, and that's really um, common with kids who have executive function challenges. You know, they, they don't always turn in their homework or they don't turn it in on time. It's, it's a real struggle. So as a kid, you had some executive function challenges. And as you and I have discussed, executive function um, skills are learned. You're not born with them. So as you were growing up and you were struggling with some of those executive function skills, how did that impact you as an adult? Um, I think it really, it kind of gave me a, a, a challenge of value and worthiness um, because when, <clears throat> when, you know, you're, you're growing up and you feel like you're a smart person and you think you might be, and people say that you are, but yet you get C's and D's in your grades and it, and it just doesn't quite, you know, compute is, well, am I really like, do I really deserve you know, good grades or success or, or what have you. So I feel like, I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're a person that has those challenges of, you know, meeting other people's expectations, it can really set you up for um, kind of, I don't know, like an inferiority complex as, as an adult of, you know, um, you know, so am I really worthy of, of success? So worthiness, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Usually when clients come in to see me, they lack confidence in their abilities. They lack self-esteem. But you're actually saying you didn't feel worthy, and that's interesting. Um, what did your your mom or your dad say as you were growing up about some of the challenges that you were having? Um, well, I think, I think, you know, in the early, mid-80s, late-80s, you know, the, the words executive functioning, I'm not sure how sort of out there they were. And um, yeah, I don't you know, think anybody talked about it at that right. time. Yeah, they, <laughs> right, so. this, is, this is definitely a new thing. So that's why I was asking, like, how, how did they react to this? How did they see you? You're having all these challenges, yet you're smart. So how did they see your struggles? I think, honestly, they were flummoxed. 
Like, I, I think that, you know, they can see how I operated at home. They could see how, you know, I, I read all these books and I would do these puzzles and I would entertain myself for hours, you know, but at the same time, I'm, I'm you know, a kid who is pulling in, you know, C's and D's in, on my report card. So I think it really didn't make sense. And I think, um, you know, the word lazy <laughs> was, uh, was thrown about quite a bit. Um, you know, not living up to my potential and, you know, kind of underachiever, like all, all the things that, that um, you know, that you hear about, I guess, kids that struggle maybe academically or, you know, executive function wise or organization wise. I mean, my room was a disaster constantly. Oh, absolutely. Completely overwhelmed. Clean your room. Okay, well, ah, what does that mean? You know, what do you want me to do? <laughs> where so, do I start? Right. Exactly. That feeling of overwhelm. You, you, can't, you can't figure out where to start because you're so overwhelmed all the time. Yeah. And, and actually on Monday, um, the kid, setting your kids up for success summit uh, on Monday at four o'clock, that's what I'll be talking about is how to identify these different executive function challenges, like just knowing how they manifest in everyday life so that you can identify them and then also help your child, you know, navigate their way through and maybe give them some support so that they can become the most successful versions of themselves. That's something that you were not offered as a kid because nobody even talked about executive function when you were a kid. So now that you know, let's move forward in time. And now that you're an adult, you've started your own business. How did executive, how did your executive function challenges impact your work? Um, I mean, the, the word overwhelm is just the perfect word <laughs> to just to describe it. You know, um, my business was growing. I was, I was gaining new clients and, uh, you know, taking on sort of other aspects of, helping folks with their small businesses. And I just, I sort of couldn't keep track of things. Like I, in my head, I couldn't keep track of, you know, which end was up. And so, um, you know, I would fall short on my services to my clients. And that just, it, it devastated me as a business owner because you want your clients to be happy and you want to be providing the service for them. And it also really sort of fed into you know, the worthiness thing of, you know, growing up and not, not being, not living up to your potential and not being able to provide what I knew I, in my heart, I could provide, but I wasn't doing it. And doesn't that prove that I can't do it in the first place? You know, so it was, it was really this, um, this cycle of, you know, um, overwhelm. (laughs) And did that affect your self-esteem and your it definitely affected your confidence in doing your job, but did it affect your, your self-esteem as well? Absolutely. I mean, I, I growing up, I always, uh, you know, struggled with, with self-esteem. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know what, else, what more to say about, about that, but yeah, it's, it's kind of been a, a lifelong struggle for that and certain things, you know, sort of feed into it and it cycles in and out and, um, and how could you not have self-esteem issues when you have executive function challenges and your family sees it as laziness or um, you're overwhelmed and your clients see it as you're just not capable of doing your job? So I can definitely see that affecting your confidence and your self-esteem. Like, how can you feel good about who you are when, you know, the people around you are 
not saying good things. So I, I can definitely see that. Um, do you feel like, um, okay, at what point did you feel that you needed to get help? Um, honestly, I think it was, it was kind of triggered by my son. So I have a nine-year-old son and he had some challenges in his early years of school. And I was, you know, I went into research mode, right? I was, I was reading all these things about, you know, different um, neuro atypicalities. Atyp- <laughs> is that a word? Um, it is you know, now. <laughs> I just made it up. Um, you know, um, I knew that something was, was different about him, different, you know, sort of atypical, neuroatypical, right? So right. I wanted to try to get to the bottom of, of that. So I, I read a lot about different, um, you know, different things, different, you know, um, differences in how the brain works. And, you know, I stumbled upon the, these, you know, mysterious words, executive functioning challenges, and I read a little bit more about them. And I'm, I was like, oh, my God, like, that's him. But it's also me, like, um, you know, the disorganization and the overwhelm and, and um, you know, having trouble sort of latching onto a thought and, um, you know, and then at the same time, sometimes like a hyper focus, like, you know, um, I used to put, we had this, we had uh, puzzles, we had the jigsaw puzzles, and we had two of them that were the same die cut. So they were different pictures, but the same die cut. And so, of course, I got bored putting this puzzle together and that puzzle together. So then I started putting them together upside down. I started, you know, with no picture <laughs> showing. And then I started, because um, it was the same die cut, and I started doing like checkerboard. I would put the puzzles together checkerboard. So I had this like hyper focus sometimes and just sort of weird way of like thinking about things. But at the same time, I, I, I did feel overwhelmed and I felt like, somehow like the a basic task of like cleaning out my email inbox was like totally beyond me, you know? So I thought, you know, I can help him. I can help my son. And also I can um, help myself. I can learn how to manage my own, you know, business better, my own brain better, my own life better. So um, I, I sought help for myself and, um, and also for my son. Yeah, absolutely. And um He's, he's a wonderful, wonderful little boy. You've done a, a great job with him. Um, so how has executive function coaching changed the way you run things at home, the way you run things in your personal life, the way you run things in your business? And we can talk about one at a time. But let's start with your personal life. How have things changed since you started working on your executive function skills at home? What are some challenges that you had at home and how have they improved? Um, I think, you know, um, time organization and time management has improved quite a bit. Uh, a, a little anecdote about my uh, high school life is I was late to school every single day. I was that good kid who, like, didn't act out, didn't you know, cause a ruckus, didn't really get in trouble. I came this close to getting literally suspended from school because of my tardiness. Like they gave you, <laughs> it's, yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, every single day I was late. And, you know, when you have a certain number of tardies, you 
have to have a meeting with the principal, with your parents. And then, you know, the next step is getting suspended. Like here's this like good kid, right. Who meek and, and, you know, quiet trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing like that. But yeah, I was like this close to getting, my parents had to go down to the school and like have a conversation with the principal about my tardiness. And like, that's just, that's just been a lifelong thing with me as being late. Um, But, but having this coaching has really helped on that you know, the whole calendar thing, which I know like you and I have sort of not butted heads about it, but I'm like, no, I don't want to. You're just very <laughs> resistant. You're very, very resistant. We, we've um, done that quite a few times over the past year and you are very resistant. Why is that? Man, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the whole like freedom thing. Like you're not the boss of me or, <laughs> and I'm telling that to you and also to my calendar, like you're not the boss of me calendar. Um, I, I don't know what the resistance, I really don't. Um, but I was, you kept saying like, just try it. It'll change your life. And I'm like, all right. So, um, did it, did it change your life? (laughs) No, I mean, I'm not perfect at it. I'm definitely, I'm definitely making strides and I've made strides on it, but, um, you know, well, it, I, I have to tell you, when I first met you, you were overwhelmed with the number of emails that you got. You had so many emails. You were you were staying up late at night to answer them. You were getting up early in the morning. You were spending your weekends answering them, and that was a time management issue. But it was you know it had, there were several components in that one email issue, and I think one of them was the fact that you just wouldn't schedule it on your calendar. And when we started talking about scheduling just that one thing, you just put just have a specific time to answer emails. The number of emails that you had that overwhelmed you reduced dramatically. So just that one thing scheduled, I think, made a huge change for you. Right, because I think, you know, there's certain there's certain things that you always feel like you can squeeze them in when you have time, like in between client meetings or in between, you know, during t- doing tax returns, I can I can you know, crank out some emails and it just like, it just never happened. And then new emails would come in on top of old emails and then old emails would get buried. And then I would be non-responsive, which I hate. And then you'd um, have angry clients and <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd get more emails. It yeah. was the never ending cycle. My, did you get my email? And then I get the phone <laughs> call. Did you get my email? I'm like, Oh man. So, um, so yeah. So having that time set aside also uh, my assistant, Jessica, who's amazing. Um, she replies to quite a few of my emails, which is very helpful if, if anyone has email issues and has a trusted person, <laughs> like that's been a game changer um, for sure. But then, I'll, yeah, also scheduling them out. So, you know, so you've got your morning email session, your afternoon email session. Sometimes I still don't yell at me, Fazia, but sometimes I still do have a nighttime email session. <laughs> well, so. I think one of the biggest things that we talked about when we first started working together was delegating. Mm-hmm. Delegating as much as you possibly could to your assistant because you like to be in control. You like to know what's happening with your business, and I get that. <clears throat> but one of the most important things that you did for yourself was just let things go that you could let go. Like, Jessica can answer your emails. She is a trustworthy individual. And so has that improved your feeling of overwhelm as well? Um, yes, absolutely. So, so delegating, delegating is key. 
and um, it's you know the the perfectionism issue rears its rears its head sometimes. Um, and I just have to say, you know, just because they do it different than you doesn't mean they're doing it wrong. So um, yeah, so letting letting a lot of things go to other people and then trusting that um, mm-hmm. you know trusting that things will get done. And having them get done and having that, you know, that right. cycle of trust being, you know, just built upon is, okay, I can, I can, maybe I can let some, a couple other things go too. Hmm, let's try that. And then exactly. it builds upon itself. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a, a really great way of putting it. It's like, you just have to do it in, in little steps, little tiny steps, one thing at a time. So we have about four minutes before we take our break. Would you, would you like to tell our audience how they can get a hold of you if they were interested in your, in your services for your business, in your uh, tax services? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I am um, I'm based in Tempe, Arizona, but I do have clients across the country. Um, we, do, uh, we do do taxes. Uh, we do uh, small business accounting work. I, I'm also a certified mastery level profit first professional. Um, Profit First is a cash management system based on the book written by Mike Michalowicz, um, and it is uh, cash flow management for small businesses. So um, if you uh, want to find me, uh, my website is www.langaccountingservices.com, L-A-N-G, accounting services all spelled out. Um, And uh, my email address is Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at langaccountingservices.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Stacey. Uh, when we come back from our break, we're going to talk a little bit more about how executive function coaching has changed your life in your business as well as your professional life. Uh, <clears throat> and um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Let's talk a little bit about um, the upcoming summit real quick. Um, the upcoming summit is next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, June 7th, 8th, and 9th. It's called Setting Your Kids Up for Success. Monday, June 7th, I will be speaking about how executive function challenges manifest in everyday life. Uh, Dr. Sarah Bald will be talking about um, how you can recognize common mental health issues. On Tuesday, June 8th, we'll have uh, Clarissa and Jessica talking about um, nurturing diverse learners throughout the educational throughout their educational journey. So we'll talk more specifically about uh, the private school sector. And then Dr. Brad Anderson will be talking about how to navigate the educational system in the public school system. And Wednesday, we'll be talking to Dr. Mark Shelley and Kent Shelley about the importance of parental relationships and how they impact children. And we'll also be talking to Matthew Huff-Hines, tips for parents to help children improve communication skills. It's a pretty phenomenal lineup. They have a lot of wonderful information to offer you. If you want to register for this particular summit, you can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. There's a pop-up and you can register right there and it is free once again. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, my email is fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also call me at 480-648-1122. And if you're interested in being a sponsor for this show, you can also give me a call and I can um, connect you with my assistant and you can discuss that with her. 
So once again, I appreciate Stacy coming onto the show today, and we'll be back in a few minutes um, after these messages. So thank you for listening. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fawzia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit ExecutiveFunctionCoachAZ.com. Fawzia works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking with Stacy Lang. Uh, welcome back to the show, Stacy. It's so nice to have you. I, yeah. So, um, thank you for doing the show. I really want to thank you for being on the show because I know that uh, we've worked together for quite some time, and I wanted to talk about your success and and how far you've come in in this journey of yours, working on your executive function skills. So let's talk a little bit more um, about your personal life. How has exec your executive function schools skills improving, how has that impacted your life personally? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely more sort of cognizant of time, how, how long things take. I think um, uh, that, that is sort of a, the crux of time management struggles is you think a thing is going to take an hour and ends up taking three, and then you're late for, you know, getting started on working on the other, the other things, or you think a thing is going to take an hour, it takes 10 minutes. And it's like, okay, now what do I do? Um, you know, going back to our email thing, it's like, oh, gee, I, I guess I could crank through <laughs> some, you know, some emails. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it uh, you know, it, it does sort of encompass all areas of, of life. It's just a, a way of, you know, just being more organized inside of your head and, 
um, you know, and it, and it goes across all aspects of life, you know, business, personal, family. Absolutely. You know, and, and I just remember specifically when we started working together, you couldn't keep track of your keys. You couldn't keep track of your purse. You don't remember that? <laughs> and we had this little yeah we had this little landing space for you so when you came in you put your sunglasses keys and you purse on this one little space so that they were always where you needed them and you said that that made a huge difference for you do you do you remember that I do yeah I'd forgotten about the keys thing god I could never find my keys how's um, that working out <laughs> Well, one thing that actually helped, uh, which is kind of funny, is I, I have a I have a different car now than I did back then. Like back then I had the car, you know, that you put, had to put the key in the ignition. Right. Now I have a push button ignition. So that's actually helped quite a bit because I literally don't have to, all they have to be is just in my purse and, and they're fine. But um, but yeah, I remember, yeah, we set up this whole um, little landing page. We actually, um, our previous house uh, had a built-in ironing board. You know, one of the old school, like you yeah. open up the door and the ironing board falls down. So we actually took that whole thing apart. We took the ironing board piece out and I, I constructed this whole like um, landing zone, right? It had it had hooks for keys. It had a string that went across. It had little, um, you know, clothespins to hold photos in there. It had dishes with like paper clips and pens and things like that in there, all inside this little ironing board cabinet. I, that's like the one thing I miss about our, our old house is having that little, that cute little, and I painted it, you know, it's really cute. So um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd forgotten about the keys thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that trouble anymore. Yeah, that was a huge, huge deal for you for, for quite some time, you know, once we came up with that landing spot, I think that issue just went away. And then when you got the new car, the issue wasn't an issue anymore. So that was really nice. But wow, that 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 was like one of the first things we worked on. And the reason why you called me was because you were actually struggling with executive function challenges in all areas of your life, but we had to start somewhere. And I think that was one of the key places to start was just to give you that sense of, I, I can control this. If I can, if I can keep track of my keys in my wallet, I can control this. Yeah. So um, that was, that was really nice. And um, yeah. So, but the other big thing that, that we struggled with, was your emails. And that's something that, you know, we're still working on. Mm-hmm. And we've tried many different um, things with that. But the biggest thing that I think you did to help yourself alleviate that feeling of overwhelmness with your um, emails is to delegate, delegate things to Jessica, your, your wonderful assistant, she does amazing things for you. And I think that was one of the things you struggled with at first was just the idea of delegating. But now that you are delegating to Jessica, how does that feel? Um, well, it, it, it feels really good. And it, and it was a, a struggle. I mean, the whole uh, perfectionism issue is, you know, and like I said before the break, like, you know, just because somebody does it differently doesn't mean it's wrong, you know, so. Um, well, that's actually an issue for gifted kids. So like, and, and I just want to point that out because you can have executive function challenges and still be very gifted, just like your son is also very gifted, but he has some executive function challenges. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, I, th- I think, um, you know, the, the, the perfectionism as the gifted kid and, and the whole not turning in your homework thing is, 
you know, oh, it might be imperfect and I might not get a good grade on it. And so I'm just not going to turn it in or I don't even want to get started on it because it's, it's going to suck. And, um, and that's the know. logic of the kid, not, not the giftedness, but that's the logic of the immaturity. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and that was me growing up as well is, you know, having that perfection. And the perfectionism, it does, it does sort of carry through. And, um, <clears throat> you know, for a time it was almost like I'd rather have, I'd rather have the deliverable be, um, you know, uh, perfect, even if it's last minute, you know, and even if I have to be the one to stay up till 2am to finish it, it's going to be, it's going to be perfect or else I'm not going to even do it. So, um, you know, and, and delegating has kind of set a lot of that free is, um, you know, the responses, the, the emails get responded to and the correspondence goes out and, you know, I don't have to be the one to do every little thing. Like I don't have to be the one staying up till 2 a.m. Well, nobody stays up till 2 a.m. <laughs> and anymore. Let's just say it's anymore because there was a time when you did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, so now it gets done without anybody having to be up at, at 2 a.m. because the workload gets spread out. And, you know, I delegate the things I can delegate and, you know, Jessica is very proactive as well. So she'll take things that, you know, she's like, you don't even need to know that this happened. I just did it. Like, <laughs> which is awesome, you know, yeah. that she can take care of that. And, and, and you also have two other individuals on your team. Now, can you talk a little bit about what they do and how you delegate work to them? Um, yeah, so I have a, a bookkeeper uh, named Mikkel. She's also quite amazing. Um, and a tax professional, um, Masha, who's awesome. And, um, you know, we, we work together really well. We all like each other, <laughs> you know, and, and we just work each other. We're, we work with each other really well. And I think of us as, you know, a, a, a team. We are a team. Um, and we work together for the, for the, you know, the best result for our clients. Yeah, I, I think you have a really good team, but it wasn't always like that. So you've come quite a ways since we started working together, delegating um, your work to different individuals. And I think it's, it's, it's doing a really good thing for your business. How do you see your business moving forward? So 13 years ago, you started it. It was kind of haphazard. Now you have some control of your business. And you, you've, you've delegated, you feel like things are under control. How do you see your business moving forward? How do you see your life moving forward? Um, well, I am looking to add another person to, uh, to my team right now. And so if um, you're looking for a job, please give her a call. <laughs> it's on the website. There's a job okay. posting. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm looking to add another person to my team. Um, and I foresee having to add an additional person, um, you know, probably within six months or a year, uh, adding somebody additionally to the team uh, to take on some different aspects of the business. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really shifting towards, uh, you know, um, more advisory work. So working with uh, business clients to help them grow their business, help them manage their profitability, helping them strategize, you know, different uh, moves they can take to, uh, to grow uh, their business strategically. At the same time, you know, I'm growing my business strategically. 
And um, we are, we're still doing uh, what they call compliance work. So bookkeeping, tax returns, um, et cetera, but then moving into more of an, uh, in, into an advisory role for, for businesses. So let's talk a little bit about the different things that you do in your business. Um, you have profit first, you have bookkeeping, you have um, taxes. What else do you have? Um, yeah, so profit first, bookkeeping, tax returns, and we also do sales tax returns and um, payroll. We provide payroll services for, for small businesses. Um, we do uh, entity selection strategy. So if it's time to think about maybe, um, you know, forming an S corporation or, um, you know, getting even initially getting set up with an LLC uh, or, you know, different corporate strategies and things like that for, for tax savings and also for, um, you know, for uh, just, you know, the, the structure of your business for continuity. Um, and um, there's a word that's escaping me. <laughs> When you when you get out when you when you get out of your business when you sell your business continuity it's it's a different word but it's escaping me right now but yeah that's what we yeah. help people help clients with that's a lot of services when when you first started did you offer all of that no I mean when I first started I I had uh, you know I was a, a fresh new uh, CPA and, um, or I should say an, an accounting uh, school graduate, I didn't have my CPA license yet. And I, I did tax returns on the side. I did, I had a couple of my own clients, you know, friends and family and such. And um, then I did contract work for a CPA uh, up in North Scottsdale here in the Valley. So um, I did contract work for her while I was working full time. After I got off work, I would drive down to her office, crank out some tax returns. And um, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I, I'm one of those people that just really enjoyed uh, doing tax returns. So and I'm I did really that. glad people like you exist because I do I not like doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm, I'm one of those crazy people, right? That that really like you know doing tax returns. So I I did tax returns as a contractor, sort of on the side, a side hustle, I guess, as they say. And um, it just kind of grew from there. So then I started doing bookkeeping. You know, I did the small business tax returns. And, um, you know, basically the, the services that my clients needed, I wanted to be able to provide that. And so I, you know, just learned different things along the way and uh, took, you know, different classes that I need to take and, and learn from other folks and had mentors and um, and all of that. So, um, you know, so you've really come going. a long way from when you started to where you are now. Uh, what other services do you think you might want to add in the future? How do you envision your business other than adding new individuals? You said you wanted to add a new tax preparer, possibly another assistant. How do you see your services changing over the next year or five years? Um, just really getting deeper into more advisory work. So I feel like, um, you know, getting a handle on the compliance work, the tax returns, the bookkeeping, the payroll um, really is sort of allowing me to use the information that we put together, you know, to use those clean books in order to uh, help business owners, you know, make 
strategic decisions for their business, like growth decisions for their business, making sure that they're profitable, making sure that the owners actually take a paycheck, um, you know, and, uh, and and helping business owners grow their business, being more being more um, in service to them, providing more value for them is in an advisor capacity. Do you feel that the executive function skills that you've learned over the past year, year and a half have really contributed to this growth in your business? Yeah, absolutely. Because if I was still, if I was still, you know, chasing uh, tax returns around, there's no way I could, you know, provide a higher value uh, to my clients. If I was still 100% deep in the woods of, you know, uh, chasing down this receipt or that receipt, like, you know, if it basically with with businesses, like if you don't have uh, clean books you don't you don't have a foundation to make good decisions for your business. So um, you know now that we've gotten we we provide clean books for our for our clients, um, you know they can use that information and we can help them use that information to uh, to make decisions for their their business strategically. So how have your executive functions grown over the past year, how have you noticed that they've grown is what I should say. You, you know, about two weeks, about what, a month ago maybe, where you were driving somewhere. Can you tell me that story? You were driving somewhere and you called me. You actually called me, which is pretty rare. You don't normally just call <laughs> me randomly. And you called me and you said, I didn't realize how far I had come until I fell. And I asked you what happened. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah. So, um, so the the whole time management thing that's that's kind of the foundation for me. That's like the foundation of the executive functioning is, um, you know, and 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 running the calendar and knowing where I'm supposed to be at, you know, at any given time. And here's the key, folks. Right, you got to factor in drive time. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't help to know where you're supposed to be if you haven't give, allowed your, yourself the time to get there. And I, I think this was actually pre-COVID um, because I was still doing a lot of driving, um, you know, to, to meet clients at their offices and whatnot. So it was it was one day and I was meeting I was meeting one client at their office that's about a 20 minute drive, uh, you know, from from my office. And at the same time, actually, no, it wasn't pre-COVID because Henry was home. Um, my yeah, son. it was it was just a couple months ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I so I had worked out childcare with my mother-in-law, who lives very close, and um, I, ha- I also had an appointment with uh, with a client out at their location. And I had mixed up the times. I, I thought, oh, I'll remember it. You know, I write down so many things. I don't have to write this thing down because I'll remember it, right? Well, of course I didn't, right? So I'm I'm driving and I realized I'd gotten the times mixed up. I was supposed to meet my mother-in-law at two and my client at 2.30, but I'd mixed up the times. And so I was like like half an hour early at my client and my mother-in-law, I had to call her and be like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so mixed up. So um, so yeah, and I, and I just thought to myself, because that kind of stuff would happen all the time, you know, back when is I would not write things down. I wouldn't have them on my calendar. I wouldn't have my drive time calculated. So I would be, I would be late, you know, to this thing, or I would forget about that thing. And, you know, because that happened that one time a few months ago, it just made me realize, wow, this is the first time that something like this has happened for a really, really long time, you know? 
And, right. and it was, it was awful and frustrating and embarrassing. And I'm like, wow, I'm really glad I don't live my life this way anymore. <laughs> well, do you remember when we first started using your calendar, we had quite a few sessions where we were just basically outlining your calendar, putting things in, you know, like, here's when you work on your email. Here's when you have lunch. I mean, really detailing your calendar. And you're like, well, I just do things when I do them. I'm like, but that's why it's not working. Can we just try it this way? And you were reluctant. Do you remember that? You were pretty I was. reluctant. Yeah. Yeah. And I still do resist it sometimes. And it's funny. I've been in a couple um, business coaching programs over the years. And, and, and in those coaching programs, they talk about, you know, utilizing your calendar, very specific, um, you know, uh, and right. I think it has to do with maybe it's the entrepreneurial, you know, spirit or, or what have you, but you know, being that you're not the boss of me, like I'm, I need to be free. I need to make my decisions on the fly and, you know, and, and things like that. And, you know, it, it works sometimes, but I, I feel like having that structure of your calendar and knowing that you, if you're supposed to be somewhere, you will be there, you know, having that structure in place, actually, I feel more free. Um, yeah, I think you're noticing how much it does for you. To, like reduces your anxiety and your stress when you know it's on your calendar and you know what you need to be doing mm-hmm. because then you get everything done. Yeah. Yeah. And when I get that, when I get that email that comes in and says, Oh, you know, I need you to do this or um, you know, I have a question about such and such, you know, taxes or business or, or what have you. And I would immediately sort of freak out and be like, Oh, I have to reply right away. And, um, you know, no. So I calendar it. And so that way I know that it is going, because if I don't do it right away, I'm going to, I'm going to forget about it. It's not going to, and I have to leave it in my inbox or else I'm going to totally forget. I need to do this. Well, no, like now I calendar it. And so now I have that, I can take that off of my mind. It doesn't have to occupy brain space because I know that I, um, that the thing will get done and I know when it will get done. And so I have the freedom to not freak out about this person is waiting for, you know, um, this project to be done or, or whatever, because I know, I know that I don't have to remember it. And I, and I think you made a really good point. I think when you have executive function challenges, yes, the, the executive function challenges improve when you work on them. But one of the most important things that you need to remember is that there are tools out there, like a calendar. There are tools out there that help you organize your life, that help manage your time, that really help your executive function skills so that you don't have to put everything in your brain and try to remember it, especially if you have a problem organizing your thoughts. I mean, that just creates a huge mess. So I love that you're using the tools that we've talked about and that they're working effectively for you. And this is something that you can take with you, teach your child about, and and use it throughout your business. And when you have new people coming on board, you have the skills now to teach them how to be organized and manage their time well. Yeah, and there are, there's so many tools out there, you know, um, scheduling tools. I have on my website, like if you want to schedule an appointment with me, there, there's a link you click on, you can put yourself on my calendar. So there's, you know, and, and, actually because of that you know you really have to be impeccable with a calendar because if a time is open a person can jump on it and um you know but yeah there's tons of tools out there for 
you know, workflow and keeping track of client interactions and, you know, and, and I'm sure that a lot of those can be extrapolated to a personal life as well and, and not just a business. Absolutely. And Stacey, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, it was, you know, it's always a pleasure talking to you, but it was really nice chatting with you today. And I appreciate how open and honest you were with the listeners and hopefully being that open about your own executive function challenges as an adult, as an entrepreneur, as someone who's running a business, I, I think maybe you'll be able to shed some light on how important it is to actually work on these skill sets and how they help you improve your life and, and put you on a path for success. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for, for having me. Yeah. And once again, would you, um, would you like to give your information out in case anyone would like to contact you? Uh, sure. Yeah. My website is uh, langaccountingservices.com, L-A-N-G, accounting services, all spelled out. And my email address is on there as well. It's Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at langaccountingservices.com. And our phone number is 602-574-2167. Thank you again. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Um, and for those of you who are interested in the summit, once again, it is Setting Your Kids Up for Success, June 7th, 8th, and 9th, which is next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We'll have two speakers per day, one at four o'clock, one at five o'clock, and those are Pacific time. So if you're interested in the summit, please go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com, and you can register in there. You can also shoot me an email if you'd like to register uh, through email. My email is fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com, or you can call me at 480-648-648. One one two two, and if you're interested in my coaching, I offer executive function coaching for anyone ages five all the way up into their seventies, and I work with entrepreneurs such as Stacy, as well as children who are struggling in school, as well as adults who are struggling with um, just random memory issues or. Uh, minor traumatic brain injuries, or even individuals who have autism. So if you're looking for somebody to help you with your executive function skills, I hope that you'll think of me. And once again, my number is 480-648-1122. And we will see you next week. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.